Yo, yo. Hashtag with God podcast coming to you again. Yes, Thank you sir. for joining us. We yes, are here sir. with a very special young lady. I definitely thank you for taking the time out, even amongst these crazy times. Uh, we got the phenomenal Felicia here with us. Yes. Hi. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How yes. you been, Felicia? I've been good. I've been good. You know, taking precautions and praying. Hey, amen. Look, look, what a perfect place to pray. I know. What I know. a perfect I know. place I know. to pray, I man. Know. And we also got the great handsome. Jarvis with us today. Jarvis, Coming at six foot four, <laughs> two hundred and sixty yeah, pounds. Oh man! Yeah, Felicia, since we got you with us, and I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I told Felicia for a reason. We done have this conversation several times in private, so now we just gonna have it in public now. <laughs> this time around, uh, before we get to what we're talking about, because it's gonna be it's gonna be an uncomfortable conversation for some. But uh, before we get there, we're gonna start real light. So. For our icebreaker today, think of it an embarrassing moment mm. that you have. An embarrassing moment. An embarrassing, an embarrassing moment. moment. It could be from your childhood. It could be from yesterday. It could be from anywhere. I ain't never been embarrassed. Oh, you! I forgot you for the street. Is it? Is it? Wait, Nancy. You know who I am. So, is it embarrassing because of something I did, or is it embarrassing like I just happened to be in that? That's a very good question, man. <laughs> it gotta be you. Oh, you wanted? Uh, it gotta be something you I did. I had something, but it wasn't me. It was uh, the TSA. Oh no. Okay. Um. Let's see. Embarrassing moment. Mm-hmm. Why y'all thinking? I'll go. Okay. You well, always get embarrassed. So I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a boatload of embarrassments. Uh, so fresh off my head. Okay, yeah. So when I was in college, my sophomore year, I was a sophomore in school, man. And at this time, I was pretty like comfortable with my situation. I had a lot of close friends there. And then I remember my freshman year, I had a teammate that kept on telling me, "Oh, I got some brothers that are coming out here. They're gonna be beasts." And he kept on telling me, like, oh, my brothers are so good. My brothers are so nice and all that stuff. So then his brothers finally came out there. You know, I'm going to shout them out. It was the Wilsons, man, the three Wilson brothers. So they finally came out, man. Them two Wilsons, they was not what he had hyped them up to be. Don't get me wrong. They was not garbage by the least. But it was like the way he hyped them up, you would have thought we had two NFL superstars coming out there, man. But uh, they, they, was, they was solid, man. And they was younger, but they was cool, man. We was all from Florida, so I got really close with them. And I remember the youngest Wilson, Elger, E. I remember E, uh, we did tackling drills one time. And, like, every time we did tackling drills, the defensive lineman, we was all big, so nobody wanted to really hit each other. We just going to go slow. E didn't get the memo. I don't know what happened that day. But when I say he ran me flat over. Oh, no. He ran me flat over. Everybody was laughing at me. I'm like, nah, bro, we're going to get it again. Nah, we ain't going to go like that. And I got up, and we did it again, and very something very similar happened. It was like, it was like a constant repeat. Down. Uh-huh, yeah. repeat. It wasn't good. It wasn't good for your boy. And it was like, man, it just felt so embarrassing. And then it was like, you know, you know, when you get embarrassed really bad on the football field, you want to take it off the football field. So, you know, I was real angry. I was like, man, I'm trying to fight. I couldn't fight him, but it was like so. So it wasn't no fight. It was just embarrassing, man. And I think that's one embarrassing moment. I got a lot more. That's just the first one that came to the head, man. Derek. Hey, Felicia, you can go. I, mean, I finally got one. But, you know, I want you to go. Go ahead. I'm still thinking about. Still thinking? I'm still thinking about embarrassing okay. moment. Um, I guess yeah, this is embarrassing. Um, so 
I went to up, I went to school um, up in the Midwest, and I wasn't familiar with how when it rains, rainy season, um, they have worms coming out and on the sidewalk. Wow. So like you literally have to like walk on worms, so to speak. Wow. And I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. Those worms were just stuck. Because I guess the water washes it on the sidewalk, but then the water leaves, and they don't have, like, the lubrication needed to go back into the grass. What you feel? I felt it, right? So then this is what happened. Um, when I would walk on, you know, the entire campus, I would hop from one non-wormy spot to the other. And people would just look at me like I'm crazy because I would just huh. hop from one side to like the other. Rabbit. Just... Even like even worse, <laughs> it was like non-random ways because they were just all over the sidewalk. And someone stopped me and was like, are you okay? And I was like, how do you guys do it? Like, And they're like, oh, we just don't even notice it. And I'm like, I'm not squishing worms. That's yeah. not me. And so, yeah, the whole season I was sitting here hopping. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so embarrassing because like people would know you look at you like, Oh. You trying to walk with somebody and you out here hopping and hip hopping. Oh, that's the hopping girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's the crazy girl from Florida. Oh, yeah. that's, right. that's the one to be hopping. <laughs> she used to walking on cold. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of you telling the story about Derek. So thank you. I had a story where I actually cut my hair off, man. I I actually, you know how black kids, y'all know, we be trying to do our tapes once in a while. Felicia <laughs> <So, laughs> just spit a whole bunch of water all over. Is it you know, we we were trying we were trying to do our tapes. <laughs> oh boy, we be trying to do our tapes, man. And I had pushed my jump back real far. <laughs> so then, me and my sister, we in there trying to uh, recover. So like, eventually, we just decided, yeah, all right, ain't no recovery for this. Go, gotta cut this off. So I had to cut my hair off, and my sister had to cut it off. So we got patches all in my head. <laughs> we look terrible. And I wore a do-rag to school the next day. And then I got confident, man, because my head started to sweat. I was in IS. So they had me moving chairs around. I don't know. It was, it was a slave labor. Yeah, so I took off my hat. Man, they called me every bald head person you could think of. Steve Harvey, Little Bill, Michael Jordan, any bald head person. I was him for the day, boy. Like, it was terrible. It was terrible. Little Bill. Little Bill, yeah. I think Steve Harvey hit me the hardest because that's when Steve Harvey first went bald. And it was like, oh, yeah, they had some fun. Damn. Yeah, man. Well, real talk, I'm still trying to think of it. The only thing that comes to mind is like stupid stuff. Like you try to dab somebody up, but don't realize you're dapping them up. Mm-hmm. But somebody else say, like, hey, yo, I got you. Yeah. Um, let me go ahead and hit you with, <laughs> hit you with a dab. When you say hello, people are like, you think they sized you over, maybe they didn't hear you, but. Nothing traumatic is really. I well, have, that must be refreshing. I've had, yeah, yeah, I've had the whole, you know, lineup be a little crazy situation, but nothing was like, yeah, they got the jokes for you. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or they just won't leave it alone. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. You dressed pretty embarrassing for my first year of knowing you, boy. Every day you had on that college shirt. If you can't think of an embarrassing <laughs> story, I got a couple for you. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Uh, so today, talk about it. We're going to talk about, you know, with all that's been going on in the world, we've been highlighting the oppression that black people face, especially black men. And, you know, from the police officers, from the government, from white men, from white women. And we've been highlighting that, you know, in the job field. <clears throat> 
but we haven't highlighted the oppression that women face, black women, Hispanic women alike, uh, white women. I think the women face an oppression that we haven't spoken on and we haven't, we haven't seen being highlighted, you know, and it's just like simple activities like going to the gas station late at night, women can't do, or going to Walmart late at night, or even going somewhere and not being harassed or somebody trying to talk to you is something, a luxury that men have that women don't have. So I know this is a conversation I have with you a lot, Felicia, and that's why I wanted to bring you on so we can talk about it. For our, so our first question is going to be, what type of oppression have you seen women face? And what type of oppressions have you faced as right. well? And, you know, since we haven't faced it, have you seen it there? So, um, okay, so um, I will, of course, have to start off with the small disclaimer, right, <laughs> that um, when, you, when we talk about stuff like this, it's really easy to just take, like, even, like, not even me included, yeah. um, to take your narrative and kind of, like, make a blanket statement, but obviously individuals are going to have different um perspectives on this and different yeah. and that you can speak to another woman and they might have a different way of looking at it than me um i'm going to try my best to kind of stay on a systemic yes situation so that these are things that although i don't necessarily have data in front of me right now that you can definitely research further read books about and stuff to further i just wanted to say that because you know i don't want people to think that i think i know it all because yeah. i don't yeah, absolutely not furthest yeah, away from it right um <laughs> Okay, so um, oppression for women. Oh, man, it's a lot. So I guess the biggest, well, I can't even say the biggest, the most salient um, oppression for women would be around sexuality. Yeah. Um, and that's what you were saying, like kind of like they uh, fear, or I guess maybe fear um, going to the gas station or walking alone or even like, you know, going to a party and somebody wants to pee, oh, well, we have to go with her because you never know. And it has to do with sexual assault. It has to do with the way sexuality of women um, exist in society. Um, and so before I get into it, I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. Um, and when it comes to someone who's curvy, okay, them, the clothes that they wear, right, is not the same, like, it's not appropriate, quote, unquote, right, if they wear, I mean, do you remember Teacher Bay? Teacher Day? Oh, Bay. Teacher Bay. Yeah, do yeah, you remember Teacher Bay? And she, she looked, she covered up, right? It wasn't like she was yeah. wearing extremely tight or inappropriate stuff. And she got so much backlash for looking stylish yeah. as a teacher. And that's not take that versus prison bay. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a different way of policing bodies, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so there's that. There's obviously, a, like I said again, sexual assault. A lot of people think that it's a stranger who um, assaults women, but in reality, most times it's within somebody that they are familiar with. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and if we unpack that, it's because <clears throat> men are socially conditioned to believe that uh, women's sexuality, their bodies, their personhood is all at the whim of a guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that um, men are bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that that's literally what they, you, both of you, yeah. every guy in society has been 
tried, like they've tried to condition you that way. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. There's everything from um, women are often undermined with intelligence. You know, um, if you're a woman and you're intelligent, they try to put you in a box. If you're intelligent, then therefore you can't twerk. Yeah. Or if you're intelligent, then you know what I mean? You can't do you all can't of it. Twerk. You know, yeah. you can't do all of it. You got to choose a, a, a archetype of a woman that you want to be. And yeah. you kind of got to do that, all, you know, all the way through. Um, and you're not allowed to kind of um, move freely the way you want to. And what a lot of people don't realize, men and women both, is that by oppressing women in that way you are inherently oppressing men yeah and i'm not saying that men are oppressed that's not what i'm saying in terms of the male female um system i'm saying that um men are enforcing oppression and i say men you know what i mean systemically yeah. right but society overall are are um is um oppressing women in a way that it bounces off to men. So women are this way and this way is inferior. Therefore, if I am a man, I can't be this mm. emotional, uh, emotionally intelligent. You know yes. what I mean? Like being able to actually want sex out of these certain, you know, constraints that people have told me, et cetera, mm. et cetera. So anyways, um, I hope that's enough for you. No, 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 no. You that's, know, I can go on forever. <laughs> that's <laughs> you good. Did, did you give your experience? Like, maybe one that probably rings really loud in your mind? Honestly, um, this is, depending on who you speak to, this is either very prudent of my it's parents. yours. That's why it's your story. Or, um, I, ever since I was a very young age, I was very aware that I was black, a woman, and Haitian. Mm -hmm. And so I took everything that happened in stride. But I will say one thing that happens a lot is, particularly when I'm very healthy, and so I look good, you know what I mean? Um, I, uh, I get a lot of assumptions about yeah. who I am based off of the way I look. Yeah. And I'm not talking about clothes, materials of clothes. I'm not talking about, you know, me wearing professional I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, just simply your shape. You know what I mean? And I don't want to make it look like it's all an oppression because I do realize that in the society I live in today, it could be seen as a privilege versus a, somebody who's not, you know, shaped as quote unquote feminine. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a double edged sword. Yeah. Um, another one that I will remember, I remember just now, excuse me. I'm not going to say the name because I actually liked that org. Um, but I worked in org. This was when I was in college. And it was a very, very um, just powerful organization in South Florida. And um, I was doing my thing. I was doing my work. I was putting the work. And um, my supervisor, uh, thankfully, she kind of, you know, <laughs> took me under her wing. She took me to the side. And at that time, I was not wearing makeup. I just never, you know, never had the reason to. I, I think I just became a sophomore or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, look, this isn't professional. And I was like, what's well, not professional? She was like, not wearing makeup. And I was like, uh, you know, she was like, you have to look put together. It's part of the attire. And I was like, well, you know, I was told that, like, if you wear certain makeup, you know, whatever. She was like, yeah, you have to come up with, like, a balance, a, a makeup, a no makeup makeup look, basically. Hmm. You know, and she was just wow. basically telling me, like, you know, and I, I'm not saying that. I 100% agree with her that the workplace 
that is definitely part of what the expectation is. It shouldn't be, but it is. And um, I mean, I remember exactly, I didn't have a lot of money back then, you know, I was a college student, but I went to the drugstore child. I called up some of my friends that I know um, are really good at makeup. I was like, y'all help me because the way she's talking, I'm about to be kicked out, you know? Wow. Come on, I ain't so crazy, bro. I've never heard that before. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, Thank you for sharing, man. Yeah, Um, no problem. I think one that I've witnessed, um, I think there, there's, like you're saying, there's, you mentioned something before mm-hmm. I go on. Um, they make an assumption about you. What mm. assumption would that be? Mm. That's, that's open. Okay. I mean, okay. So I, I look, you know, very like Kirby, yeah. right? So um, one, I've had people, t- <laughs> I've had people tell me that there's no way I went to the schools I went to for college. Wow. And I was like, why do you think that? She's like, he's like, he was like, come on. I mean, like, look at you, you know? And I'm like, well, what? look, look at me now, mean? you know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, yeah, you know, it's okay. You have your little certain type of, and I'm like, no, that's not. So, you know, there's that. Mm-hmm. I think also. Um, so there's a certain look you need to have to go to a certain school? I don't think it's that. I think it's that people don't even realize. And I say people because a lot of people don't realize women can also internalize misogyny, right? right? It's not just men. Yeah. Women are there are women at the front lines of holding misogyny in society because they don't realize that what they know, quote unquote, is what they've been taught, right? right. Um, but there's certain, um, just certain characters of women that people expect you to be. Right. So if you meet me at the outer party, you know what I mean? And I'm Meg the Stallion on the dance floor, a lot of people in their minds automatically think this woman, there's no way they can go to this school or they can study this it just isn't the same to them gotcha you know what i mean and vice versa you went to the school you go to this conference and you know you're speaking this or you're presenting okay great there's no way you can know the lyrics to yeah you know sweetie song or whatever you know what i mean the city goes it's it's a lot of times different characters that people place you in and whereas men it's like oh wow he's a quote-unquote smart hood you know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. oh, it's like a, a, a surprise. Like, oh, he's actually very sensitive. Or, you know what I mean? Oftentimes, mm-hmm. not all the time, right? For women, it's like, oh, I can't put you in a box. Therefore, I don't know what to do with you. Therefore, you know, and I'm not talking about just, I'm not talking about dating. I'm, I'm talking oh, bigger than that. I'm talking about, like, mm-hmm. people see you, you know? Yeah. Um, once again, thank you. Of course. Definitely thank you. Um, the ways in which I, I guess, witness, um, obviously, uh, going out with friends, been situations where you see a woman just kind of sort of like unfortunately just being dragged around mm. um i just it's an assumption of hey follow me and you should follow where those things lead to i don't really i can't really tell you because i haven't seen anything like you know inappropriate yeah right you know like completely violated but i've seen that um, one thing that came to mind is we're speaking on someone being impressed i'm thinking like i you know i gotta have somebody in which i've seen because from just assuming dominance at a grocery mm-hmm. store, uh, let me grab that for you. Let me push your cart. Let me like there's just there's just so many ways in which a, when a man sees a woman for whatever means, whether she's because of her beauty mm-hmm. or because of she's curvy, they just want to be they want to exude. Hey, let me be the man in this situation. Not knowing the person with a can of paint. Don't know if they got a husband. Don't know if they got a uh, boyfriend. Don't know nothing about them, but because wow, here's my shot, I'm gonna take it. Um, they, they typically do. But I remember being at a Dunkin' Donuts once. I don't know if these two were all the way there, so there's a disclaimer on that. But I remember this: these two couple 
this guy had this phone and this girl's arguing like, yo, give me the phone so I can call my peoples. And he's shouting out there like, no, no, let me, I'll call them. And literally he called them for her and he's having a whole dialogue like, oh yeah, she's tripping. I don't know what's going on with her. And like, let me talk to my mom. He is not giving her the phone. He is not giving her the phone. But just back to another example of just exuding the dominance, exuding the um, let me take control. Like you don't have the capacity um, to 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 think, to speak for yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I said, disclaimer. I don't know if those two were all the way there, but it was just a, it was an example of me saying, "Wow, this man was just taking control of a situation that." She wants to go. She wants to call her. She wants to do anything. Like, let her go. Yeah. 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 For me, man, a lot of times I've seen women be oppressed. I'll speak on more of the uh, sexual aspect. I remember in college, uh, I had two experiences. I remember one time uh, my freshman year, it was a girl who I was semi-close with. I remember her getting, like, carried out of a club, drunk. Like, and one of my teammates is carrying her on his back. As he's carrying the other dudes, just smacking on the butt, and she out. And it's like, dang, man, that's rough. Yeah. And like, this is somebody I knew, somebody I had conversations with, but I didn't speak up. I didn't say anything. I just kind of looked at it like, man, boy, she shouldn't have been drinking like much. And that's how I left it. Right. And then I had another experience three years later now in college still. Your boy been in college for a long time. <laughs> so uh, in college still, man, I remember uh, uh, it was a female friend of mine, and we had classes together. And uh, she told me, she came up to me, she said, yo, this dude is following me. And uh, I, I see the dude have a conversation with him. I said, yo, you got to respect her. If she don't like you, you got to be able to keep it pushing. He said, that's your girl? I said, nah, but you're going to respect her. He's like, bro, that's, that's not your girl. I said, I understand, but you're going to respect her. Right? And I left it at that. Right? Next day, one of my teammates pulled me to the side. He said, yo, you know, I know that's your homegirl, but you know, you can't be protecting somebody that's not your girl. And being honest, all, all honesty, I felt bad. I was like, yo, man, he right. I can't be protected somebody that's not my girl. And I actually got in, I got mad at her. I was like, yo, you know, next time a situation happened like that, you got to be able to shut it down for yourself. And it's like, that's how we, we're taught as men just to not shut it down. Look at it like, oh, they just flirting. Or, man, she tripping. Oh, she knows she know she's doing. I remember even at the gym, you know, me and my cousin were having a conversation. And uh, with some other dude in the gym, and some girl started working out in the front of the gym, like where all the benches was, she started doing squats. And everybody was like, Psh, man, she know what she's doing. She see all of us. And it's like, man, what does she just want to do squats? <laughs> but this, this ain't the section where she can do it because we animals, we wolves, we can't control ourselves. Right. So just that that behavior that we were taught. How, how do you feel about that now? Mm -hmm. The how idea do... of protecting a woman that's not yours. We're going to dive into that right right now. How I feel about that personally, though, I feel like uh, I feel like as men, it's a responsibility we have to protect women. Period. Whether that's my sister, I hate the fact where people be like, "Oh, what if that was your sister?" Because what if I don't have a sister? We got to uh, put it to the point where even if that's not my sister, I got to be able to protect her. Even if that's not my mother, and I had that written down actually, man. I feel like the only people I'm, I'm gonna be personal for my race. I feel like the only people that black men respect most times is their mother, not even their sisters. Like only people that they protect, only people that they honor is their mother. So back backtrack, I want to see where do you feel like that behavior even derives from? A lot of places on music. 
Yeah, I had that written down. Yeah, yeah. look at our music. I mean, yeah. even till today, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm in a weird place with music. Sometimes I can entertain it. Sometimes I listen. I'm like, this ain't nothing good, man. Yeah, it, it reminds me of eating fried chicken. Yeah, like sometimes they can be like, oh, this is so good, but this is so trash to me. This is like fried oil. Like, there ain't yeah. nothing good about it. It's yeah. like strict pleasure. Yeah, it got the it got like the attitude of like. I'm gonna tell you because I, I two different ones. I think for the men, like the not all, but yeah. for the men rappers, it's like yo, knock off everybody. You right. got to get all these girls. Right. You know how you do. Right. Keep balling, keep getting this money because right. you don't really care about them. You just getting them to knock them off, right? Right. And then for the woman on the woman's side, it's like get them for his money. He gonna pay. Yeah. Just start dancing with him. Do whatever you need to do because you right. gonna try to get his money. So it's like. I'm using him for his money on the woman's side. Right. And the man is, if I got money, she got to do whatever I want her to do. Yeah. So what behavior are you teaching the listeners if they saying, yo, if you get money, you got you can treat women however you want to treat them because you got money. And the woman saying, just get his money. Yeah. I'll say this. I think music, I can't cancel and say music has nothing to do with this. I can't say that. Yeah. But we have to ask ourselves, does music, not does. Music affects our society, but our society it affects, affects music. music. Yes. There are a lot of times music comes out and we have already shifted our perspective and that single flops. Okay? Yeah. There's one specific song, um, and I don't know if it made any charts or anything, but I know in my um, my uh, community and my um, friend groups, it, it didn't do well. And I don't think it stayed on the radio for that long. It was a song. Do you guys remember that song? I'm not like bashing anyone. Do you remember that song about um it was like how many times like how many times I gotta tell you to come over or something? It was a song, it had like a whole bunch of artists on it. And it was like a it had like a sort of rapey vibe. It was like how many, how many times, uh, Oh man, how many times did I tell you to come over? Yeah, that's side to side. Yeah. I mean, it's all, oh, dang. I didn't think that. Like, I didn't think that was a really vibe. Boy, I mean, crazy. and I don't want to say, like, it was sexual assault, but, you know, it was kind of yeah. like, dang, like, <laughs> can yeah. you, like, and so, but I remember that song came out, and we loved, and I say we, I'm talking about people I've talked to about it. Yeah. Because um, you don't like to do this talk a lot. That's what you do, Derek. No, it's not, but we have to be mindful about stuff, right? So I do talk to people about it. And, um, and yeah, we were all like, uh, we like the beat, but, like, the lyrics ain't it, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And so it was like, that was a shift from, if you put that 10, even five years before, it would have made it, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it made it to top number one or whatever, but I do remember it didn't stay on the radio for as long as a single with that many star-studded people on it would have stayed. Yeah. Same thing with like, I think, um, it's a whole bunch of different songs that people are like, ah, this kind of crossed the line. So we're gonna. So I, I still have to say, music, yes, influences, but we have to understand that we influence music. The only thing I have to say, back to what he was saying, with mm -hmm. the old men and the women thing, we're yeah. our own biggest enemy. Even like us as centers, as, as human beings, like we are our own biggest enemy. So mm -hmm. it's a it's a yin yang. Mm -hmm. We feel some way about music, and music feels a certain way about us. Right. Being the viewers in which you're trying to attract and reach out to. Right. Yeah. We 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 are suffering from the same issue. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, music is just one of many things that yeah. in, in which I feel like, because it, go ahead. So yeah, it's, it's just a certain fear, um, a certain fear in which you operate from that can, that can allow these things to manifest. Because obviously yeah. these things are deeply rooted. Yeah. Um, music is just obviously the fruit of, of the root of the issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, your, your own personal experiences, let's say from your family, 
um, your mother, your father, if your mm. father was there, your brothers. I mean, I, I grew up in situations where a lot of the guys I was with was very oppressive. They're abusive. Um, they did what they wanted to do, and you couldn't tell them nothing about it. They the women stayed. Yeah. So um, you kind of sort of growing up thinking that's the norm. Yeah. You See, know? that's good. That's and language. The language we use. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I grew up in the opposite. Like, you know, for me, I grew up in a household where my dad was like the farthest thing from abusive. And I had all sisters and it wasn't really abusive at all. But every man in my family, womenizers. So like it, we was always taught, like, don't hit women. Mm -hmm. You can do everything else, but don't, don't hit them. So it wasn't physically. It wasn't physically but abusive. emotionally. Emotionally, you can do whatever you please, mm -hmm. but as long as you're not hitting them. So we figured, man, if I don't hit women, I protect women. That's mm -hmm. how it was. That's how we're portrayed. So if I'm not hitting them, I'm protecting them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'll never hit a woman, but I can flirt with any woman. I can harass any mm -hmm. woman I want to, but I'll never hit them. It's like, I'm not holding them down and raping them, so I'm not a rapist. Like, so it's like, we're not taught to protect women in that aspect, but we, as far as feelings go, we tell, like, you know, I'll be real with you, homeboy speaking, you tell your homeboys everything about any girl you've been with. You tell them as a joke, like, oh, man, that girl, she this, she that. And I realized for me and for a lot of men that grew up in, like, uh, urban cultures, and probably even, I don't know about the cultures, but I know even football players, athletes, we're taught, like, the thing, this, this, like, you know, when it comes to women, it's like you can't even have female friends. Like, if you have female friends, people asking you, oh, you slept with them? Yeah. So it's like they become gay. objects. Yeah, they become objects. And it's like if you're not sleeping with them, you soft, you less of a man. Yeah. So men, to be accepted, you tr you try to sleep around with women. It's not even on some, like, I want to sleep around with women type exactly. of tip sometimes. It's just like, yo, it's to precious. be accepted, yeah, to be accepted by all my friends, to be accepted by everybody, this is the behavior I must display. And I think for most of us, we just do it. And then once we do it, we, we get we get caught in the trap. So now it becomes so natural where this is what we do. So now you don't you can't even say no, my homeboy. You you it's just no, nah, that's how I move. You know, it's just me. I like sex. And it's but it's like no. The reason why you went into this, you felt the pressure Absolutely. to do so much because you felt like this is what made you more of a man. This is what you got, what got you validated by whatever toxic male who, who was yeah. talking to you at the time. And they were, they, it's like a long train because it's not like their toxic behavior was just something they, they woke up with. Right. Somebody taught them that. So it's like, it's a cycle, I believe, with men. And that's the side effect that I was talking about because now you can't even, you know, I always say, don't y'all want to be happy? Like, you know what I mean? Like being, succumbing to all these pressures at once, you know, you don't even know what you actually like the girl because yeah. oh everybody done told you you had to sleep with her so that's what you did you know what i mean and it's kind of tough you know um that's not great. as tough as it's being a woman yeah. but absolutely there are side effects to the oppressive society even to the oppressor absolutely yeah yeah so what do you think it comes from i don't know if you mentioned what do you think it derives from socially um honestly it's i think it's ingrained in every part of society the same way um i won't say the same not unlike how racism is ingrained in every part of society you like i said you can go to the language you can go down to pre-k I, I work at a pre-k to eight school right pre-kers are um they're succumbing you see them already taking on roles and it's like who taught you that but you know they learn from the mannerisms of the people around them you know and it's it's, yeah, I can't even pinpoint on one. I do know how to 
go through the process of unlearning it. But absolutely, it's a, it's a, in every aspect. That's funny. Like, even though you still unlearn it, I, I can only imagine the burden that it is to just upkeep what it is that you have now adopted to be your own because absolutely. the majority is still this toxic form of whatever it was. I mean, even, even as we're talking, I'm thinking about, hey, we're in the United States. There's countries where women got to be dressed up. Yes. There's countries where you can't step out the house without your husband. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, um, so far greater than the United States. I mean, far yeah. and wide, the the impression of women is like it's a thing. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah. And that's what that's Cross what culture. that's what we talked about when we talked last time. Mm-hmm. I think the oppression of the black man is something that we see in America, and you know, even in other countries, it's still there. Mm-hmm. But the oppression of women is something that takes place in every country. Everywhere. You know, and it's every country, and it's all differently. Even though America may be. Uh, considered like progressive right. compared to some other countries, right. we still have it so bad. Even sex trafficking is huge here. Yeah. Sex, Afri- sex trafficking isn't exclusive to like one specific country. It's no. exclusive to the whole world. Everywhere. So, you know, I think with women, it's not something that's seen. I think even when you talk about that's women's rights, they always talk about like the uh, the workforce, yeah. you know, but they don't talk about the simple things, yeah. you know, the simple ability to be able to walk yeah. in certain places and be perfectly safe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember uh, a female friend of mine, she used to go to the gas station late at night and I would always argue with her be like, you know, why, why are you going so late at night? And it's like, man, she couldn't even enjoy the luxuries of just going to the gas station. Just late going at night. To the gas station. I'll tell her, yo, just, just wait till the morning. You'll be good. Wait till the morning. And it's like that, even that that luxury of going to the gas station that night that we enjoy, they can't even do just because the predators is out there so yeah. much. And it's not and it's not like it's just one or two males. Or it's like, but it's it's a it's probably the higher percentage of males. Yeah. Even the ones that think they do protect women can easily become a predator. Can easily become I'll say something that I actually just learned like very recently. Um, so that narrative that like, okay, like protect yourself out in the world. Remember I told you like sexual assault, for example, which is what we're mostly afraid of in terms of going to the gas station at night, right? Like assault of some sort, right? Um, it's not just when you were talking about violence, when you're talking about those type of things, um, it affects both men and women, but we put the burden on women to be overly vigilant. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, we are like, oh, but you can't do this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I might get beat up, but you can't do this. Yeah, and yeah. if you do do this, the first thing we're going to ask is, well, why did you go out at night? You yeah, know you're yeah. a woman. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Uh-huh. What is this? Um, so it's, it's just tough, you know, because it goes down to, I would say, um, I also read this um, somewhere, I honestly, I don't remember where, um, that there are a couple of myths that allow us us as a society to uphold this oppression on women. And the first one is um, women are harmless and powerless inherently. Yeah. Okay. Like they are inferior inherently from the days of Adam and Eve. Like they do not have power within themselves. Although as people, all three of us here are people of uh, Christ, right? We're we're Christ-like. We know that God has given every individual the right to choose and autonomy over their choices, right? But no, in our society, they say women are inherently powerless. That's one. And so therefore, I need to be able to control their finances. I need to be able to control this, that, that. Now, here's the second thing. If a woman breaks out of that first, they're powerless. And they should not have any type of power. Yeah. Financial power. Even confidence in themselves, they have now crossed that narrative and they're on their own. They're on yeah. their own. 
Okay. That's they nice. have they have gone against the grain. Therefore, they don't need us. Bye. You are by yourself. You figure it out. And you figure it out. I don't know. Again, I'm <laughs> talking about recent events. I don't know if you guys saw on um, Twitter how they were. And this is not just like a specific type of man. Like it was all types of males on there where there was a, a black woman who um, who was she. I think she just took a clip of herself in her Tesla, I think. And they were just not believing that she had a Tesla. Yeah. And then she took a picture of her in the backseat. They were like, why are you in the backseat? She took a picture in her front seat and said, it's because of how the Tesla is, whatever. They still didn't believe it. And it was like, why can you not believe that a woman can own, can own a Tesla on her yeah. own, you know, by her own strength? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know? And this, that happens a lot. A lot. You, I mean, you guys see the movies. A uh, 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 rich woman, and you know, I, I love me some Hallmark, but come on, a rich woman. I don't even want to say rich. A, a, a comfortable woman who has money and doesn't need a man for financial things. They either put her with somebody who's like, you know, extremely different in social class, or she's single and can't find a man. She's and single. it's she's and it's double fold for black women if we're gonna talk about it. You know what I mean? All these things I'm talking about for women, but when you look within the woman, uh, women's sphere, so to speak, okay, yeah. feminism is geared mostly to white women. Yeah. And that's why a lot of black women have decided to do womanism because they feel like they're not even being protected. You know, they're a woman in the black space and they're black in the woman's space. So it's yeah. like, yeah. where do we now sit? We sit in a place called misogynoir. That's real, man. I was just thinking about an episode of Martin where uh, Martin found out Gina made more money than he did, and he just felt like he was less than a man. And he was just he was trying to show everybody how tough he was because he felt like less than a man. Even with older shows like uh, the comedy show, where uh, she was a lawyer and he was a doctor, so it's like it, it's even though you have shows like that that show like yo women can be just as successful in the work field as a man is. I think the typically the show goes, the man works all day. Like the whole, the typical uh, uh, good time story. Mm -hmm. The man works all day and then the woman, uh, she's home taking care of the kids and the kids are dysfunctional and she just sit, sit at home and take care of them. She's very emotional mm -hmm. and he just he's just tired of working mm -hmm. and she can't understand. It, it's just a typical story. And I think, you know, just how we was talking about music, Media, TV shows, movies also have a huge influence, man. Don't get me wrong. As world, we influence that. But they paint a picture and they continue to paint a picture. It's like, oh, this is how women look. If a woman has money, she's single or she's just out here sleeping with everybody just because she can because she got money. You know, it's not too often that you see like a woman who is got her own and she's married and has kids. It's like, oh, but people going to watch it. Because that's what that's they, it, it's a green, you know, I, and I, I'm all for holding the media and, and films accountable. I am. Um, I'm not going to say, but I'm going to say, and I'm for holding them accountable and holding us accountable. Yeah. Because if it flops, I bet you it won't happen again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a double edged sword. It's, it's absolutely. A <laughs> Yeah, we are our own big example. And I also wanted to say the good time story is absolutely okay yeah. if the woman chooses. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's all about that. If you if a woman decides, if a man also, if you want to decide to be a stay at home and focus on the kids, absolutely, especially with how much daycare costs nowadays, yeah. it's absolutely a prudent choice. Cost, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm about the cost. I'm worried about the quality. Yeah, that too. And and I think it's we need to like the whole like she she's a stay at home mom. I think it's a picture that painted a stay at home moms like they're useless. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Man, I work with kids. It's a lot of work dealing with them. And it, when, especially when you got a man who's working like full time and at night and stuff like that, yo, you're by yourself with these kids. No I breaks. can't deal with these kids. <laughs> I can't deal with these kids for more than six hours. So I can just imagine having them and like being around them and like you know being the one that that gets all their their trouble. All when the teacher call home, he's, he's speaking to you. You got to be the disciplinarian. You got to be the lover, especially when you're a single mom with no dad in the house. It's like man, it's we, hey, we got to get them their respect, boy. No, I definitely give them a respect. Like you said, it, it, it's a no-break type of situation. Yeah. You know, them, them little punk 30-minute little naps, boy, don't be nothing. <laughs> you know, any given day, I can call yeah. off sick from work. I can take an hour, yeah. an hour and a half break if necessary. But when you are a stay-at-home anything, I've seen stay-at-home dads. Yes. Yeah. It is a constant, constant, yeah. constant work. And if you go to work and want to, you know, hey, I start up at 9, and you probably get off at six. If you yeah. work long hours, maybe you get off at nine. But you know you're off. Right. Yeah. You know, unless you, you know, one of those extras who, who breaks home from work. Once again, this is just like extreme situation. But most people, nine to five. It's not nine to five for them. Yeah. And then you come home, and now you're most times the next burden to deal with. You yeah. got to cook for, you got to yeah. do this, whatever the case may be. So much respect to all the stay at home yeah. moms, dads. Uh, you, like, you know, I definitely would be in a place where I can have, like, my wife not work. Or if she, if she decides to work, yes. But I'd rather her work from home because I want my kids to be homeschooled. That's the only reason. I see how the school system works, and I'm like, man, if you could find, like, a parenting where we can teach our kids from home, it would be so beautiful, man. Because I think, you know, I – just like the behavior with toxic uh, masculinity, I feel like a lot of that stuff is taught in school. Don't get me wrong. You're going to get exposed to it either way. But I feel like I can build a foundation. Me and my wife can build a strong foundation yeah. at home. It, it, it's not too much to um, uh, It's not the fact that they are exposed to it that concerns me. It's just, I guess, the amount of exposure. So just like the music. Yeah. You can listen to a little bit of the music. You can go dancing. You can have a little fried food here and there. But, yeah, so public school, they are seeing more of the school than they are seeing yeah. you. So anything, you know, I mean, I'm Haitian. Don't get me wrong. Pretty strong uh, culture got instilled into us growing up. <laughs> but um, there's still some of us yeah. that drift away. And some of us resented exactly yeah. what we learned as well. But, yeah, yeah you, you you get to a space where so much of everybody else is what you're intaking and less of what you probably should be getting from, you know, a healthy home. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So I want to touch on the topic uh, of because – you know, I think it's one thing for toxic behavior to be done and uh, at the home or in the street or at school. In the world. But it's another thing for it to be done in the church. We ought to call it Looking mm-hmm. at God podcast. And uh, quick story. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up in the church, man, I used to see, like, the women would get flirted with as soon as they step through the doors, man. And they'll be trying to talk to the women. And, you know, I got I got family members that you know they talk to plenty of the women in the church and i know uh recently i went there and like it was a dude he like said hey little mama he talked to my sister he said hey little mama how you doing he put out his hand i smacked his hand down i smacked his hand down and it was like 
wow, this is like you flirting with somebody and you're trying to talk to a girl that's in the church. And this is a married man. So it's like, man, this is behavior that's displayed in the church. So, you know, not to say that the church is supposed to be better than the world, but if we're taught to honor people, love people, why, why are we not honoring our women in church? And do you feel like women are honored in church? So back to what you're saying, the idea of honoring, I don't think that's a conversation that's talked much in church when it comes to women. I think maybe, I'm trying to remember my Haitian church experience right now, maybe there's a conversation of honoring parents. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, when either we're going back to school mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. But even the conversation of honoring parents is not really one that's expounded on. So yeah. honoring men, honoring women, uh, once again, men, probably more so. But women... You're either. <laughs> or, or, or they emphasize honoring a certain type of woman, the biblical woman, the Psalm. What is it? Psalm thirty. Yeah. So thirty one. Um, thirty four women. I think. Thirty one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I left that. I left that on the sideways. I, I, I read. You know, I'm trying to get through the Bible in a year. But <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I am. That's funny. But you know, I had to give up that. Um, it's tough in the in in the church. You ask, huh? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Let's first Proverbs thirty one. Proverbs, see there you go. Yeah. I was kind of close. Yeah, there you go. You it's are. all right. God knows my heart. <laughs> the, the Old Testament, you are. Right. You are. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs. You know they got the same. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. God knows my heart. That's all that matters. <laughs> I, I'll read it extra hard uh-huh. next time. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think in the church, um, I think a lot of social unlearning should happen in the church and it doesn't and so people come in with the same ideologies they had before and they just bring it in and yes the holy spirit does change from the inside and yes christ does fix all things but we also have to do our part Yes. And there's so many layers of being a woman in church that have made people feel inferior to the point where they're actually acting out against the way God would want them to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at both our brothers and our sisters because in the church, there are oftentimes, like I said, the whole characters, you know, you're, you're either Jezebel or you're a Proverbs 31 woman. You're either with the Pinky Promise uh, movement or you are here just giving it to everybody and no there's not a maybe maybe someone's here where they don't want to be tied to one certain way of thinking they want to have autonomy they want to be able to make bad decisions and still be loved the same way god loves all of us no matter what we do and yes we can repent the action but it's not going to be stapled to our breasts like the scarlet letter And in the church, it's just a very tough time doing that. One, because churches are often small communities or smallish communities. So everybody knows everybody's business. So you do one small mistake with this person, everybody knows it. So then you got to kind of choose. Am I going to come in here? When I find that one person I'm going to talk to, that's pretty much it. (laughs) That's pretty much it. So I got to choose wisely. Because if I don't, you know, oh, that's so-and-so's girl. Mind you, we haven't talked in like five <laughs> years, but oh, that's so and so's girl. They're gonna get back together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's like we do do that. With women. Absolutely, women belong to whoever they dated for the absolutely. rest of their lives. For the rest of their lives. Oh, they could have dated this dude in the second grade. The hey, I'm gonna chill. That's Devon yeah. chick right there. Yeah, because because women are seen as objects. 
and collections. Man, like slaves, like property. Absolutely. That's why. Exactly like property, right? They're absolutely like property. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being a kept woman. I'm saying that women should have a choice in the matter. Yeah. If you want to be a kept woman, communicate that with your partner and y'all agree on a situation that works for you as long as it's biblical you respect each other in the ways okay fine but to expect all women to be a certain way is abs it's it's disheartening yeah. and then what it does is it makes a lot of women not not date men in church they're like i'm not doing it i'm not touching any of these men here because um, if I do and it ends bad for whatever reason, it could just be that differences. You know, it doesn't have to end chaotically. It could just be differences. Okay, we're just not good for each other. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter. You're so and so's chick. Yeah, wow. So, so now, you know, the question is how then do we honor women? Because, you know, I'm a, the honor, hold in high regard, respect. How do we? How does that look right. to honor women? I'm going to go back one more time because I do have, because I was just thinking about yeah. how to honor women. One thing else, one other thing, excuse me, stumbling over my words. Um, church people, absolutely, men and women, absolutely prioritize married women over single women. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. The moment you become married, it's like doors have opened for you. In the church, yeah, you can have certain friendships now <laughs> that you couldn't have when you were single. You, uh, you so they call on you for a certain thing. Yes, if they can. Singles ministry, you gonna be on the. On they can the, trust the, you a little <laughs> bit more talking to their husband, so right. their husband can talk to you a little bit because you got somebody. You on the wives club? You gonna be on the panel cool. during the Valentine's Day singles conference? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. absolutely, and I've, and that's why a lot of um, that's why a lot of women try so hard to get married. Yeah. And forget mm. that marriage, not forget, but it over it, it overshadows the fact that marriage should be somebody that you, you know, you choose to love in a godly way. It's not a must, I think, back to what you guys are saying. Mm -hmm. It's a, the, the culture of the church will always make it seem like it is a must. If you don't get married and all these things that you are exempt from or if the, the boundaries in which you have to operate with are never going to go away. So Absolutely. the only way to get past or get rid of these is to get married, is yeah. being single. Yeah. And what's crazy the, is, man, and let's not talk about divorce. Yeah, we're taught to, yeah. we're taught to almost like as men, it's like, yo, enjoy your singleness. <laughs> now I'm talking about. So it's like, yo, we're taught to enjoy our singleness, and on the other hand, they're taught to, yo, you better find you somebody. Yeah. And you know what's crazy about that? Statistically speaking, men are happier in marriages. You can look that up, yeah. and when and, and when they and and if a man and woman breaks up after they're married, the man or let's just say they pass and stuff. I believe is how this, the um, study went. Like what for whatever reason they were apart from their spouse, yeah. men have a harder time adjusting. Mm. And yet, this is data. And yet, people are saying like every time, oh, you know, you see the cake with the man with the ball and chain, and you know, it's like. Yeah. It's interesting how society can change reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But how to honor women. I think the biggest way to honor women is to give them the option of choice. Yeah. Okay? I'm not saying let, like, as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we let people sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying ask yourself, if this was a man doing this, would I have such a problem? Mm. And if the answer is no, you got to ask yourself, am I too easy on man? Because, again, we're Christians and we do have accountability. Or... Which is most likely what happened. I'm harder on the woman, or I think I can police the the woman because I'm I'm a man in in church. Yeah, we have to give 
women the ability to choose. That's really what it goes down to, whether they want to be single right now, whether they want to be in the church, but they have to have the ability to choose. And once you let people choose, you allow them to be empowered. And when you let them, and when you give them, I don't want to say give them, but you permit them to use their power, then you can start talking about respect and honor. But until you do that, everything is done off of, their anxiety on how you're oppressing them. It just, it, whatever they do, it's not genuine. Yeah. You know? D-Rock. I second that notion. Um, I think there's a relationship aspect that's looked at that, and I think, obviously, even outside of the relationship aspect, um, this ways of honoring women is, like you said, just, just giving them the free space to to serve this as well as we can. Um, they have gifts that we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's ways in which God uses them. Um, for instance, I think of Esther and how Esther was able to save all her people from dying. Obviously, she's just a woman. She mm-hmm. used it in a certain way that a, way, a man was per se portrayed in that in that story. So um, you're here on mission work, man. Um, and it's just always a, just a reminder of that. Um, not one is greater than the next. Um, not one is uh, more qualified than the next. It's, yeah. it's, it's not our plan. It's not our story. So just in, in honoring women, man, just. They're, they're human just like we are. They're, they're, they're human. I mean, out of the rib came Eve, but I mean, they're, they're just enough. They are a duplicate just like we are a duplicate of Christ. So just treat them yeah. Um, yeah. as equal. Yeah. I would even, uh, you know, so I'm going to be on my apologizing tip. I'm apologizing for all the fellas. Uh, so <laughs> before, you know, Mark 12, Mark 12, I had to, you know, get find it. But Mark 12, they're asking Jesus, uh, they ask Jesus, what is the most important? What are the most important commandments? And he says, love God with all thy heart and mind and soul. And then he says, the second one, he says, love your neighbor as thyself. And we need to consider women as our neighbors. We need to love them. Mm-hmm. So on the behalf of all men, mm-hmm. including myself, I want to include myself because I know I'm, I'm just as bad as everybody else. I can't put myself on any platform and say I'm better. But on behalf of all men, we have not respected women. We haven't protected women. We have not honored women correctly. And we haven't loved women. So I think the only cure for all of this is to learn how to love and love correctly, love our women correctly. So it's not to love them just for what they do for us or love them because they, they're less than us, but to really love them for who they are. So I think that's one thing that we need to do as men to fully honor women. And as we close out, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Felicia, you got anything to say to the people? Um, I say that it's really hard to be aware of all these oppressions that occur. It's really hard to be in tune, but do the work. Do the work. It's better for your psyche. It's better for the world. It's better for your offspring if you ever have any or the next generation if you don't. Just do the work. That's good. That's good. That's good. Definitely a double-edged sword, like you said, do the work, because in the process of you doing the work and and learning, you know, proper love and learning the honor and respect that women deserve, you actually relieve yourself uh, Mm -hmm. of some of these stresses and these burdens. Absolutely. And these false constructs in which you have adopted as your own. Um, Never forget, man, Jesus was very intentional with with highlighting women when he did come um, to save us all from the sin in which we, we drug ourselves into. Um, the first people who were able to find him missing from the tomb were women. You know, when, yeah. 
when one was assumed of adultery and they're ready to stone her, he stood up for that woman, you know. Yeah. Um, when he went to Mary and Martha's house, I mean, he spent time with the women. So never forget just the many examples in which Christ showed us, man, that women were very important for his ministry. They were very important. Yes, he spent time with the disciples, the guys, but women was never overlooked, never belittled, never. He cried with women when he wept over Lazarus' death. He didn't cry with the guys. Yeah. You know, so showing you to express the emotion of love. So yeah. this whole ministry, his coming down and saving us was all love. Yeah, say um, sorry to the women before we close. I apologize, ladies. Say Listen, sorry. I definitely apologize. <laughs> I, I seek I definitely seek to, to honor them more. And trust me, it's it's a hassle. Um because like 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 you said, it's 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 a process of learning, it's a process of um of adapting a new way of thinking, renewing mind. Trust me, I've come a long way because I, man, uh, yeah, y'all heard, heard these podcasts. Yeah, I ain't been for the streets. Okay, go, go check out Flicks. <laughs> go check out Flicks. <laughs> I was nothing out here. Um, but hey, uh, Dead Man is now found. So um, I do appreciate the growth and I do appreciate you, Felicia. Um, and of for the man, just like Jarvis said, we do apologize for not honoring you guys <laughs> as we are. Uh, but it is, it is a journey. It is a journey. It is a journey. Um, as hand, long you're on it. <laughs> hand in hand, we'll definitely um, seek more and more to put his righteousness on us and not bear the flesh in which we decide to, uh, we came in. Yeah. But I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, go ahead and rate, share, subscribe, drop a comment, hit the DMs up. We look forward to hearing from you guys. And um, may this message have been a blessing. You guys take care. Chill.